0: You know, if someone could just figure out how to hold a sporting events event, that league or that league's owner would make an absolute mint right now. Guess what? All of the major sports leagues are trying, are thinking the same thing. And they're all working on uh, conforming to this coronavirus thing and making sure that they get their seasons and their playoffs done. President Trump and and you know that's something special that's going to be kind of important. We're going to talk about that. President Trump and Nikki Haley blast China, as they should, and the World Health Organization might be taking it in the butt because of it. And why is the news agent news media protecting China in the first place? Finally, there is some good news. With the coronavirus, we could be flattening out. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses in Politics. So, we are now on day 21. Oh my lord, 21 days working from home. This really, this really sucks. There is no question about this. And it seems like I'm actually working harder now than I was working before. Like I'm working harder than I would be if I just went to work. So I'm thinking I might go to work and be lazy. I don't know. So, but there is some good news this week and this this week and next week. New York is basically saying it's going to be this week. A lot of the models, which you kind of got to take with a grain of salt, are saying that the uh, max deaths are going to happen by April 15th. Um, is up. Death is up. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it seems that the actual virus itself is kind of flatlining a little bit. That's the good news. People are not getting as sick or they're not, they're going in and they're not showing up as sick. Uh, this is, this is good news. There is glimmers of hope. And even though a lot of the news media doesn't want you to have that hope, for whatever reason. Well, we know what the reason is. They don't want to have hope. They'd like the government to be shut down for the next year so that they can get Trump out of office in November. But um, it looks like it's beginning to level off. And the big question now is, all right, what then? Let's just say this does level up off. How are we going to get this economy started? We need to get this economy going. And the reality is, Business now is beginning to take it in the pants, and some businesses are beginning to ask these questions. Now, yes, the government is giving uh, handouts as they should during this mess. They're the ones that shut down the government, and they should be—they um, should be starting the government back up. But. Uh, when this virus, and I'm, I'm thinking probably by the end of April, this virus is going to be going down and people can then start going back to work. How is that going to work? And these questions are now being asked. And there are other questions that are being asked too. Um, now, people are beginning to look at where this came from. It, where did this virus actually came from and how in the heck did it get so bad? So people are beginning to point their grubby little fingers at China. But we'll get to China in a few minutes. One of the bastions of capitalism in the free markets are our sports teams. base Major League Baseball, National Basketball Association, National Hockey League, uh, UFC, NFL. All of these these guys who were the first ones to say, hey, we're shutting down, we're shutting down, we're shutting down, are now beginning to... Uh, stick their heads out of their little holes and say, okay, how can we start up our leagues? Nobody wants to cancel leagues. The NHL and the NBA do not want to cancel their seasons right now because the big money is coming through the playoffs. So they don't want to cancel it. Of course, Major League Baseball, it's such a long season. They know that they're going to be around it albeit a shortened season. And it's probably, it's too late. It's going to be a shortened season. Um, But they want to make money too. They can't go in a full year without. And then the NFL, which is a multi-billion dollar industry, are they just going to cancel their seasons? No, no, no. So here's the thing. The country is getting kind of antsy right now. And we're getting to the point, I've been here 21 days. There are people I know that have been stuck for a month. It is getting it's getting tough. People want to go to the mall. People want to go to a restaurant to eat. People want to go to the beach. They want to go to work. They want to be able to buy toilet paper without having to be, having to throw elbows. They want to stop wearing those stifling masks all over the place. But what they really want is they want to watch a baseball game. They want to watch the baseball and hockey Uh, basketball and hockey playoffs and they want to watch big men beat the ever-loving crap out of them out of each other this is what people want and and guess what those leagues are looking to come back and they're looking to come back soon major league baseball has announced that they are looking at playing regular season games in one spot specifically arizona now, the reason they chose Arizona is simple. Arizona is where spring t- training occurs, and there are about 10 ballparks in a 50-mile radius. And Arizona is, has not been socked with the coronavirus like the rest of the country. The thought is to let the teams play in the Arizona when the epidemic kind of enters the safety stage, which means it's actually going on, it's going on the downtro- uh, downslope. And the good things with these stadiums, they're not big stadiums. So you're not going to have seventy-five or 56,000 people in the stadium. They're actually quite small stadiums. Major League Baseball released the following statement on Twitter. Quote, MLB has been actively considering numerous contingency plans that would allow play to commence once the public health situation has improved to the point it is safe to do so. While we have discussed the idea of staging games at one location as a potential option, we have not settled on that option or developed the detailed plans. While we continue to interact regularly with governmental and public health officials, we have not sought or received approval of any plan from federal, state, and local officials or the Players Association. The health and safety of our employees, players, fans, and public at large are paramount, and we are not ready at this time to endorse any particular format for staging games in light of the rapidly changing public health situation caused by the coronavirus. So, baseball says, okay, yeah, we're not really, it's not true. The Players Association has also mentioned they're they're looking at Arizona. They are actually looking. Now, along with Major League Baseball, there are huge logistical issues, for doing this, for example, you got to have the players stay someplace, right? I so how are the players going to how the players going to get there? Uh, when the players are there, where are they going to stay? Is it going to be long term? Um, how's that going to be paid for? There are a lot of little things. How about the crowds? How are you going to allow crowds in? I there are lots of uh. What about scheduling conflicts? Because those stadiums, they actually do play. Other sports there. So there are things they have to think about. And all of the other sports that are dealing with this problem also have those logistical issues they're going to have to deal with. But you know what? They're looking at it and they're thinking it could happen. Uh, The NBA is looking to have their playoffs in Las Vegas. Wow. Uh, How awesome would that be? And I think you could see literally a, um, March Madness type NBA playoff. I think that would be awesome where, uh, one team plays from eight to 10 o'clock and then another team plays from 12 to two. And then another team plays from, um, uh, three to five. Then you have another that plays from six to eight and maybe one that plays nine to 11, just like they do at in March Madness. That could, I mean, come on, let's face it. They're only you know eleven o'clock p.m. sounds like it's really really late, but these guys they're at strip. You're just saving them money from going to throwing dollar bills at strip clubs, so this is actually a good thing for the NBA. That could be pretty exciting, and it will really it will be kind of exciting to watch. I think I would watch it. The NHL is looking to play their hockey playoffs in uh, hockey rinks in Idaho. Now why Idaho? couple reasons. One, uh, Idaho is a is a um, uh, not hit hard by coronavirus. Uh, two, Idaho would probably love to have the NHL over there. The people would go absolutely crazy. Idaho is a hockey co- state. They're up there with Montana and Massachusetts as far as hockey goes. Uh, they, it's also, um, they, because it's a hockey state, they have a ton of rinks. They also have limited capacity at those rinks. So it's not like you have to worry about a lot of, uh, people passing coronavirus to each other. It's a good idea. Now the NHL doesn't quite have the money of the N uh, of the, uh, NBA or major league baseball. They do have more logistical problems because, you know, there are, I think it's 30 or 32 NHL teams, of course. And the problem with the NHL, with hockey, um, basically, there's like four teams that don't get into the playoffs. So basically, every team gets in. So they're going to have a lot of issues with logistics. Uh, and, uh, the NBA will have some issues too, but it's a lot uh, more cash rich uh, league than the NHL. But you know, the biggest surprise is the UFC. The president of the UFC, Dana White, says he is close to holding UFC 249 and in the future other UFC mixed martial arts fights on a private island in a secret location. Now he said this and it seems like He's really confident about it because he is promoting UFC 249. Today, he released uh, details about the fighters. He released the date, which is set for April 18th. And it looks like he's going to go for it. So he must be really uh, excited. He must be really sure of this deal, even though he says it's not quite there yet. So what is what does this mean? This is this is kind of important. This is important that we have sports start up again. And the reason it's important is because our way of life has to continue on. Now, maybe it's going to be modified a little bit. I mean, it's not like I'm going to be able to go to Dodger Stadium or Petco Park to watch the Padres play. Well, <laughs> to watch the team the Padres are playing uh, <laughs> play <laughs> because the Padres kind of suck. But I... but. It's not like I'm going to go to the stadium. But you know what? I, can tr- I don't watch most games from the stadiums anyway. I watch them on TV. I don't watch hockey in the rinks. I watch it on TV. It's normalcy. I don't want to see the Game 7 of the World Series in 2001. I've seen it. I, it's, I'm done with it. If sports come back... It'll seem that normalcy is in our grasp and then other things will open up. So it is really, I think it is, it's not important to me that these teams make money. It's not even important to me that baseball continues on and things like that. Oh, by the way, I didn't say, I didn't say this. The NFL looks like they're going to play a full season. The NFL doesn't look like they're going to lose a step. President Trump's already said, hey, the NFL is probably going to play. And let's face it, they, do, they start their preseason games in, at the end of August when this whole thing is supposed to go away. So maybe they push it back a couple of weeks or they cut down on their preseason. But it, the NFL doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. So I think it is an outstanding thing. And trust me, when I see the first ba- when the first basketball game comes back, and I hate basketball, I hate the NBA, when the first base, MLB game starts, when the first hockey game comes in, I will be watching it because it is going to see it's going to make the world seem a little bit more normal and i think once the first industry once an industry starts coming back albeit modified then you will actually see other industries start opening up now there are some industries that are screwed don't get me wrong i think the movie industry i think the theater industry is completely done i don't think people will be going to theaters anymore And I think that pathway, it's been going in that direction for a very long time, thanks to Netflix, Amazon Prime, and all of the other streaming sites. I think what we see today, where new releases like The Invisible Man and a lot of movies that are going to be newly released, they're actually allowing for rental on Amazon and things like that. I think that is going to be the new normal. So there are some industries that this is going to kill. But I think the restaurant industry, I think the restaurant industry is going to bounce back. Uh, Again, it's going to be modified. I don't think restaurants are going to hold as many people. I think there's going to be a ton more delivery. I think how food is given to customers is going to be different. I think a lot of things are going to change. But that doesn't mean these industries are going to necessarily die. So that's really good news. I am really excited. I think today has been a real breakthrough as far as this coronavirus. Now you can see pinpoints of light at the end of the tunnel. You can see it. And uh, I get news for you. A lot of the population looks like they're sprinting towards that light. And that includes the president of the United States. Well, as we get closer to the end of this virus or at least a safer area. And by the way, that doesn't include a second wave because we're probably going to see a second wave in October, November. But as we get closer, politicians and people are going to begin to say, okay, what the hell happened? How did this get so bad? And that's pretty much what's happening right now. The World Health Organization should be wholly responsible for some, well, not wholly responsible because who's wholly responsible for this is China. But the World Health Organization has been busy promoting the BS that was coming out of China. They really screwed things up. And Trump and his allies are beginning to point this out. Now, understand this. I hate any organization that is globalist in nature. And by globalist, it means this one world community BS that just, it's just garbage. We shouldn't have borders. We should all be holding hands. Uh, Black holds white. Asian holds whoever. African. I don't know. Whatever. They do. Uh, You know, uh, we are the world crap. Uh, You know, that kind of thing. Uh, BS, uh, John Lennon, stupid song, crap is what I think it is. That includes the United Nations, it includes NATO, the European Union, and the World Health Organization, or WHO. These organizations are typically run by leaders from countries that have the moral decency of strep throat. Vote against the, they vote against the United States at every turn. They blame the United States for everything, but expect the United States to foot the bill to keep these awful organizations running. I, I, I don't understand. Hell, the United United Nations building is on prime property in New York City. And we were the idiots that built the damn thing and funded it. As far as I'm concerned, we should just send the United Nations to Brazil to run their crap. Let them do whatever they want. Because I don't really care what the United Nations says. And no government since I've been alive, including far-left governments like Barack Obama's government, really give a damn what the United Nations has to say. And we should tear that building down and build a Starbucks and a subway on the property. Okay, I'm digressing, though. This is about the World Health Organization, so excuse me. Because the World Health Organization did screw this up from the beginning. They believed China when China said the virus was just a flu. Uh, we now know it isn't. President Trump said no, it's not just the flu. Uh, they they believed China when they said it could not be transmitted from person to person because China said it couldn't be transferred that way and they told the United States this. We now know exactly how it's transferred and guess what it's person to person you get to you get within six feet of somebody there's a <coughs> and that person that's not coronavirus. still not coronavirus, and that person breathes on you and and he or she has it, you've got it. Congratulations. They chastised the United States when they banned travel from China, then Asia, then Europe, before we really knew anything about the virus. We now know that this was the best thing Trump could have done, to the point that even Joe Biden is saying, oh yeah, I said we should have, we should have, uh, Uh, ban travel from China. He should have done it earlier. Yeah, Joe Biden called when Trump on January 28th said, I'm going to ban travel from China. Joe Biden called him a xenophobe. So, okay, whatever. Again, I love the fact that we are in the digital age and everything is recorded. Trump actually, through that ban, slowed the virus coming to the United States, and we were able to prepare a little better than we did. They believed China when they gave their numbers of sick and dead and believed them when they said the epidemic was all but over in China. And that was about a month ago. We're finding out now that the total deaths in China is not just under 4,000, which the WHO is reporting, and the CDC is reporting, but they're getting a lot of their information from the WHO, but it's closer to 40 Thousand And some say it could be closer to 100,000. Pictures are coming out of China with pallets of urns that hold the ashes of the dead. There have been satellite photos of mass graves in China. They do not have 3,000 dead. And by the way, if you can't believe how many are dead, are we really going to believe that this epidemic has stopped there? I don't think you can. It's probably plateaued. It might. It's probably going down, but I har- simply because South Korea is showing that. But you cannot believe this country. As we get leveling, as we get, and, and, and here's something that also bothers me about China. And I think we're going to have to have a podcast just about China. Um, they killed and arrested just about everybody that, every Chinese doctor that sat back and said, hey, we got a real problem here. This coronavirus thing, this is bad. We've got one doctor who was putting up the alarm saying that, no, this is really bad, sending out information out there. She disappeared. We have another doctor who was actually, he was the first doctor, and I don't know his name. I'm sorry. He was the first doctor that sat back and said, hey, uh, this, is, this is something we've never seen. He was arrested for saying that, and he ended up dying of coronavirus. Here's the thing. As we get closer to leveling this virus off, the United States is going to start going, is going to start looking at the crap that has been occurring. What actually happened? The WHO is already in the sights of the former U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley, by the way, never trusted Twitter. When she when she was U.N. ambassador representing the United States, she didn't trust China from day one. They had lied about everything. Uh, if you go to com, I've got an interview between Ben Shapiro and Nikki Haley. And she's basically saying, you couldn't trust China for anything. This is way before the Wuhan virus, the Wuhan flu. I'm sorry, I got to call it the flu because it's already there. On Twitter today, she said, quote, this was posted by the WHO. uh, And basically, the WHO posted uh, posted something, uh, quote, preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission, of the novel uh, pound coronavirus virus, or COVID-19 identified in Wuhan, China. Okay, that was on. That was a couple months ago, a few months ago. She posted this comment in response to that. Quote, Nikki Haley, this is Nikki Haley. Quote, this was posted by the uh, World Health Organization who on January 14th, the WHO owes an explanation to the world of why they took China's word for it. So much suffering has been caused by the mishandling of the information and the lack of accountability by the Chinese. Amen. That is absolutely correct. And eventually we're going to have to do that. It is not the fault of the United States or Trump that we are going through all this suffering death and economic collapse. It is China that released and lied about this beastly virus. And it is the World Health Organization that was peddling China's propaganda. And the reality is, they are still peddling China's propaganda. Now, a lot of you may say peddling? That seems kind of like a strong word. Hold on. We're going to get into this. President Trump also had something to say about China. What a shock. President Trump, Twitter, oh my God, you know something's going to come out, especially when someone like Nikki Haley makes a comment. Now, you may notice he does in his press conferences, and I watch his press conferences all the time, um, he doesn't call the Wuhan flu the Chinese virus anymore. That was after he had a conversation uh, with President Qi of China. I don't know what they talked about that made an impact on Trump, but I, I got a feeling it's something big and we're probably going to find out about it la- later. I think it could be that, okay, I, I yeah, I'm going to guess. What the hell? Um, I think it could be that China is going to admit responsibility soon. And I think that China is going to have to pay for some of this. The our economy cannot go the way it is without China, and China is suffering. China is absolutely suffering. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. But he did, but Trump did have something to say. So he tweeted uh, today. The World Health Organization or WHO really blew it. For some reason, funded largely by the United States. Yes, very funded by the United States yet very China-centric. We will be giving that a good look. Fortunately, I rejected their advice on keeping our borders open to China early on. Why did they give us such faulty, such a faulty recommendation? What a great question. Why did they give us such crappy information? But here's a better question: Why do they? Give, why do we give them so much money? The United States gave the World Health Organization between 400 to 500 million dollars per year. The initial, the initial funding was only supposed to be a hundred million, which is still high. But every time they get into trouble, we end up giving them extra money. And that's the information we get for $400 million? That, oh yeah, hey, China's great. Don't worry about them. Their information is completely correct. You guys ever go there and find out what the hell's going on? Of course you don't. China doesn't allow it. You might be asking how much China gives the World Health Organization. Would you be surprised that China only gives about $2 million a year to the WHO? What the hell is going on? Is is the World Health Organization filled with doctors who are just completely incompetent, idiotic, stupid? We're going to find out in a second. No, they're not. They knew exactly what was going on with the coronavirus. And they are there to protect China. And the question's got to be, Why in the hell, the question you're probably asking is why in the hell are they protecting China? We're going to go a little long today and I figure that's because I've got some time and I really want to get this out. I don't want to, I'm already at uh, the Dave rule and I said I wouldn't go beyond the Dave rule. I lied. So we're going to go beyond the Dave rule and let's talk about what, what is the story with the WHO. I think the best way to see what their motives are, is to actually listen to what they say. And there, is an, there was an interview last week with, w, with a WHO director, Bruce Aylward, being asked if Taiwan should be a member of the WHO. One thing to understand, Taiwan and Hong Kong are considered Chinese territories, even though they are free states and have their own governments. Neither Hong Kong nor Taiwan are happy about this because of the oppression of the Chinese. Heck, Hong Kong has been fighting China, Chinese oppression for the last year. All you have to do is look at the protests. People are setting themselves on fire in China if you in uh, Hong Kong. If you actually disagree with them, uh, so let's let's take a look at this first clip from Bruce Aylward, and let's he's asked a question about whether Taiwan should be should belong to the WHO, and listen to this jerk off's response or lack thereof response to this question. This guy is Bruce. A word I just want that name to come out. Okay. So listen up. This is great.
1: Who consider Taiwan's membership?
2: Whoa.
0: Hello. It, Sorry, the... okay. I
2: can't hear. You. I couldn't hear your question. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Let
0: me. Let, let me. Let me repeat the question. No, that's
2: so... Okay. Let, let's move to another one then.
0: That long pause wasn't because I edited this tape. That long pause was because he didn't want to answer it. And you notice he sat back. She sat back and said, "Okay, well, okay, you didn't hear me," which, by the way, is really common for um, when you're doing uh, when you're doing remote interviews. Very common. But then he said something really bizarre. He sat back and said, when she started asking the question again, he said, no, 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 Uh, that's fine. Ask another question. I didn't include the cut because it wasn't there, because it just wasn't really a good cut. She asked the question again, and he reached, you saw him reach for his computer and hang up on her. Wow. And of course, Taiwan hates China. Let's call it what it is. They don't want to be suppressed but like the way Hong Kong is trying to be suppressed right now. The reality is Hong Kong's economy is huge for China. And China wants to control Hong Kong's economy. They've done so much that they've actually gone in and manipulated their economy. They put politicians that were Chinese-friendly in Hong Kong, and Taiwan doesn't want that. Taiwan is not as robust an economy as Hong Kong, but they're afraid. They're seeing what is happening. But in this next clip, we learn what Aylward thinks of China's response to the Wuhan virus. And we do understand what he's doing. And uh, we're going to talk about how the WHO, after all this garbage, realized that, oh God, we were actually caught so listen to this clip
2: a phenomenal collective action and cooperation by the people of china to this response and the interesting thing is people have commented on that and say oh that's easy in a society or a a political system like like china Um, it isn't it's never easy to get the kind of passion commitment interest and an individual sense of duty that it's our duty to help stop this virus i mean we spoke to hundreds of people in hotels on trains and planes um, who are quite outside the system and they all shared this sense of responsibility accountability to be part of this and the most stunning demonstration of it was when we um, pulled into the train station at night, in, um, and it was a special train, because right now, I, I mean, it, it's the saddest thing. In Wuhan, the trains roar right through the station. I mean, continually now for a month, the big inner-city trains, they roar right through, the blinds uh, down. And if you're living in the building surrounding them, watching them, um, and people accept that there, but, but you know, we're, we're the only train that stopped, so that you know, six of us could get off that train and be be part of this. And as I got off, by the way, another group got off, and I said, "Well, hang on a minute." I thought we were the only people allowed to get off in Wuhan, and this was a group that had these little jackets on and a flag. It was a medical team coming in from Guangdong to be part of the forty thousand healthcare workers from other parts of China that have come in. Many of whom volunteered to go into Wuhan and help with the response, but the the level of uh, uh, collective action and, and the striking part when you pull in is you pull into the city of skyscrapers and massive boulevards and this this is not a village. This is a city of 15 million people, a modern city. And as you, as you drive into the city, you know, in the dead of night with the lights on, it's a ghost town. But behind every window and every skyscraper, there are people cooperating with this response. And, you know, people have said, yeah, but, you know, there's a big presence forcing them. There isn't. Invisible. It's, 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 it's staggering. And every person you talk to there has a sense that they're mobilized, like, like in a war against this virus. And they're organized. What the hell
0: is he talking about? China is, what, compassionate? People are doing things because they're doing the right thing. Is he kidding? I, China. He's he's talking about. Flying by in a train and seeing people doing what they are doing because they love the people and the government shows nothing but compassion? The government has been lying in China. They, there were mass graves discovered in satellite photos, supposedly. I haven't seen any of them. There, this I have seen... There are pallets filled with urns of cremated bodies in Wuhan. There are people that are sitting back and saying, no, there's not 3,000 deaths. There is tens of thousands of deaths. This stuff, this is the great part of the digital age. It's being snuck out. People are seeing this crap. China didn't give a damn about their people. They only cared about their reputation. That's the reality. So why is the WHO doing this? They're doing this because the WHO is globalist. They're not isolationists like the United States is. The United States only cares about the United States. That's why Trump was elected. That's why Obama's minions were just rejected. Hillary Clinton, she doesn't care about the United States. She's no better than President Xi of China. She would drop... She... Freaking didn't care about an ambassador in, in um, was it Iraq? I don't know. Where, Syria. No, it wasn't Syria. I, I don't know what country that the ambassador was killed in. She didn't care about him. She only cared about her power. That's the problem with the left. So, I keep talking about globalism. Globalism does not care about countries like the United States. They want everyone to be on the same page. So why does the WHO protect China? And they are protecting China. There's no question. They're promulgating their propaganda to the United States. And it costs... Right now, 11,000 lives. Why did they do that? They did that because tyranny works for organizations like the WHO, like the European Union, like the United Nations, like NATO. Tyranny works. And the reason it works for them is because... If they promulgate the propaganda, they will be embraced by the tyrann- uh, tyrannical governments. That's why. And by the way, that's not uh, that's not anything really bizarre. It's always happened. It's happened through history. It's happening in this country. NBC News is calling Trump a jerk-off, and China is a great country. They've controlled the Wuhan virus, and the United States can't control the Wuhan virus. That's why MSNBC keeps telling us, that. well, China only had 3,000 deaths, and we got 11,000 deaths. They're not doing that because they love the United States. They're doing that because MSNBC, NBC, ABC, Disney, all of these companies are globalist companies and they need to get in the better interest of the countries that are globalist and tyrannical because when these countries take over... They will be embraced to a point. And that is the issue. The issue is WHO is a globalist organization. The United States is not a globalist country. We don't believe in it. And we are a country that cares about life. It's a terrible thing. We care about life. Iran doesn't care about life. The WHO embraces them. China doesn't care about life. The WHO embraces them. They are about the propaganda, and they are betting on the rest of the world who is not pro capitalism, not pro-freedom. They want tyrannical governments because the tyrannical governments will give them power. When you hear Nancy Pelosi, it's about power. Everything is about power. Because the CDC is sitting back looking at and saying, um, yeah, it, uh, it's not exactly correct. And the CDC is not a right-leaning organization. They're not a conservative organization. But the CDC is saying, no, this, no, not exactly. The Defense Department says, no, that's not what's happening. So why are we being lied to? We're being lied to because the propaganda needs to spread. I told you in the last podcast that Vladimir Putin sent us a bunch of uh, PPEs, right? Why did he send us a bunch of PPEs? Because China, China, China effed up. They effed up. And they basically gave President Trump the 2020 election. They did. Even Joe Biden... Joe Biden better hope he never debates Donald Trump. He'll get killed. It's over. Trump has won 2020. It's done. And it's because Trump, he didn't even, he didn't even enable the Defense Production Act. Except for the two companies, two companies that were just worried about profits. And by the way, where's AOC here? Why didn't AOC sit back and say, oh, oh, 3M and GM were worried about their profits and they weren't worried about the people? No, she just ripped Trump, which is just stupid. Trump has proved two things. One, He is willing to do whatever it takes to make sure this virus doesn't spread. And that includes (coughs) uh, posing the Defense Production Act to stop these stupid companies from doing things that are against our country. And that he's not a tyrant. He's not a dictator. He just wants things fixed. And he wants the economy back to where it was, that he's a capitalist. Donald Trump has not declared himself a dictator. Donald Trump has not sat back and said the 2020 election is eliminated because we are in a problem. It's the Democrats that want to push it back. You realize the Democrats are saying, well, we shouldn't have the election in November. We should push it back because of the coronavirus. Yeah, I wonder why. I wonder why. Okay, um, I think I've gone off enough. Uh, I've actually cut off this video a couple of times because I was talking to my girlfriend. I think on Friday, we're going to have a rare, very different discussion from coronavirus. I think we're going to talk some religion. And I'm going to try and get a hold of Dave uh, from the Dave rule because I really want his opinion on things in religion. If I can get Dustin involved in this, that would be awesome too. But I, I I don't count on that because I got to record it day after tomorrow, Thursday, and have it published by Friday. So we're going to do some things. We're going to actually... Um, I have got my daily, I've got my daily, COVID nineteen, uh, got my daily COVID nineteen song because it's pretty awesome. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Run RunninFool, r u n n i n f e w l. You can uh, download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. This, uh, any show notes, full videos are located at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. And now let's end this with a really good song. It's only two minutes, so you should listen to this because you're quarantined. You can't do anything anyway. So just listen to this song. It's another parody about COVID-19 from the YouTube channel of Mark O'Day. It's based on Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. It's short. It's sweet. It's funny. Enjoy. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses talking Colors. I
1: can't take self-isolation anymore. I need some fresh air and to be free. Come
0: back now.
1: Ariel, listen to me. The outside world is a mess. Life in isolation is more fun than you think. The outdoors may look much greener, but right now it is not safe. You dream about going out there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around us, people coughing everywhere. You don't want to catch this virus, so you got to stay right here in quarantine from COVID-19. It's way more cleaner, just can't come near. Take it from me. Out on this fish you cannot play, cause you must stay to metres away. A self-isolation help saves the nation in quarantine. We don't have to put on lipstick, cause we're not allowed to kiss. Just stay in and binge on Netflix, or you'll end up like this fish. Or oh, Freddy went outside today, he thought that he could break the law. But now he do not feel okay. I should have just stayed indoors. Oh, in quarantine! Keep your hands clean! You can win wear no clothes, you won't feel exposed Enjoy and be free! Enjoy and your bed, you're not too good If you get bored then read a books Guide for your buddies, do all night nice studies In quarantine So up toilet paper you need that for later, but don't take from me! Wash those hands daily, sanitize friendly Keep social distance to save our existence Life in isolation can help save the nature from COVID-19